Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Kelly Road Show. Super pumped to have with me here today, Nick Vial. Nick, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Kelly. Thanks for having me. All right. Happy to have you here. So guys, for anyone that is not familiar with Nick, he was the guy that made his debut on the 21st season of ABC's The Bachelor. But since then, he's been on Dancing with the Stars, all sorts of other TV appearances. Um, most exciting to me having you on the show today, Nick, is the work that you've done with your podcast which was named uh, one of the uh, People's Choice shows for, for 2020. I would love to hear more about what you're doing with the show and, and how you've achieved that. It's in the top 10 uh, podcast for 2019, which is super exciting. And then, of course, we got to make sure we talk about the book, right? We got to talk about the book. Don't text your ex happy birthday and other advice on love, sex, and dating. So that's going to be some fun. Uh, Nick, I'm so excited to have you here. It's great to have you. Yeah, excited to be here. Um, so, so what propelled you to get yourself on The Bachelor? Let's talk just about that for a quick moment. And then let's really fast forward and talk about what you're up to today with your essential oils company, with the book, with the podcast, all of that. Yeah, um, It was this kind of fortuitous thing. I, I was uh, in sales at the time um, and my buddy's wife was a big fan of the show and I teased her for watching it. And despite me she signed me up for the show um and uh oh my kind of, gosh. the rest is history so to speak um that's how i ended up on the on the franchise oh my gosh that's crazy and so doing that show what were what were the best things that came out of that experience for you nick well i mean looking back from where i sit here today i mean everything i'm doing um i can link back to you know the opportunity that was afforded me from going on the bachelor um you know, a lot had to happen between then and now in terms of, you know, the, as I always say, you know, to my peers or, you know, people who might ask me for advice who come on the show, you know, I, I was fortunate enough that I, I went on the show in my early 30s. So I had some business acumen. I was in corporate America for a while. And I just tried to, to I try to think to myself, what does this experience give me? And, yeah. you know, what what I remind myself first and what i remind my peers if they ever ask is that going on a reality tv show like the bachelor it gives you incredible access but it gives you no credibility and so i really thought about that for a long time and you know access is an important part of of being successful certainly in business getting in the right doors talking to the right yeah. people Cre credibility is also really important too um but i i took advantage of what I was given the access and, and recognize that, you know, I didn't ever want to be the, you know, the reality TV quote unquote star that uh, acted like um, he had arrived, so to speak. You know, I knew that I, I could get into doors with yeah. uh, executives, so to speak, who were just fans of the show. Yeah. And, and once I got in the door, it was up to me to, you know, show them that I was either someone they could, work with or east someone they wanted to help you know that was the biggest thing too is this you know if i got in the door to like answer people's questions about the show or behind the scenes and things like that uh they always afforded me the opportunity to ask what i was working on and things like that and that was the opportunity for me to talk about 
you know, just the hard work I've been putting in and classes I've been taking, instead of asking for um, any favors, it was more advice. You know, what could I do to work harder? What, what could I do to, um, you know, uh, advance my goals and things like that? You know, and so I was just really just asking for guidance rather than favors and things like that. And that built a lot of currency with people um, and that helped build that credibility. And then again, just just focusing on what I wanted to do, you know, it was a leap for me to try to be the guy who was positioned as like an unlucky in love uh, person. And then I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and talk relationship advice as a, as a, as a, you know, a white man uh, to an audience of that has primarily women. And, and so I had that, that's has its challenges. It still has its challenges. You know, I didn't approach it from, I just approach it as a guy who's had his own struggles in relationships and datings. And regardless of my gender, I wanted to speak to the, some of the struggles I had in the ways that I figured out how to, um, you know, make my problems uh, feel less um, unmanageable and, yeah. and, and things like that. And that it, it's taken some time, but you had, to, I had to stay with it. I had to face criticisms and things like that. I had to yeah. face doubters and things like that, but I've, I've stuck with it. And fortunately, um it's it's been a great ride so yeah i I owe a lot to the the platform and the access the the bachelor franchise has given me because everything i'm doing now can be taken back to that i always think it's interesting because you know there's a lot of people that roll through these shows right and you know there are people that use that opportunity for access to then build a platform and they go do really interesting you know smart things with it and then there's people that just kind of come and go they do the experience and then nothing ever really comes of it so um kudos to you for you know making the most of it and and getting a plan so when you got off the show did you ever go back and get a job did you move directly into entrepreneurship like what what happened from there well, I was on the, the show a few times um, for, for those of you who don't watch the show. But the first time I was on the show, I worked for a company called Salesforce at the time. And so mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. it, you know, thanks to them, they were very supportive of me taking a leave of absence and things like that. And and so I, when I first went on, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And they're like, well, how far are you, how long are you going to be gone? I was like, I don't know, like a day, nine weeks, you know, I don't know, you right. know, and, and I ended up being gone for nine weeks. And so when I got done, I was really grateful for for their understanding so i went right back to work and which was okay. not really not really a smart idea mentally but uh for the first year i just went <laughs> back i just went back to work i just did i went went back into selling software and then okay. i went back on the show and from that point on salesforce once again was very understanding and very um supportive but there was a there was a different kind of conversation with them which is we love you we support you if you ever want to come back great but don't come back until you never want to leave again. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a very fair ask. And so um, and instead of going back, I um, took some risks and I kept yeah. in touch and and I just, I never came back after that. I moved out mm-hmm. to LA. I started um, getting into entertainment and just trying to mm-hmm. feeling things out. And what did I like? What was I good at? What did I enjoy? What was I passionate about? And that was, it took a couple of years to really find my groove. And, and it wasn't until 2019 that I started the vile files and, you know, kind of started with just an idea. And I, you know, at that point it was really important. You know, I, I made, I negotiated a deal that was, you know, it was based off a percentage split. I didn't have any, I didn't get any upfront money. I didn't get any uh, guaranteed. What was important to me is that I owned my show. So I owned yeah. my intellectual, intellectual property. 
And at that point, it was kind of easy to negotiate because that property was worth nothing. Um, right. And I, I negotiated a heavy split in my favor, which was a heavy percentage of zero. Um, <laughs> and so, but I'm a big believer in just betting on yourself. If you're willing yeah. to do the work, if you're willing to do things the right way, what's that outcome look like? And mm-hmm. that's just been my mentality. And, and that's really paid off because uh, thankfully the show's had success. It's continued to grow uh, ever since it started. You know, we went from one show a week to three shows a week. Uh, we've done as many as 6 million downloads in a month. You know, we've obviously been recognized uh, for various accolades and things like that. And, and, you know, it's been a real blessing and something I'm really grateful for. I went from, you know, walking the streets and people saying, oh, you're the guy from The Bachelor to now people saying, right. oh, I, I love your podcast. And, and that's yeah. a really rewarding feeling to have created something that's mine. And again, certainly I owe a lot to my opportunity on, on The Bachelor and the platform they gave me, but that's been pretty cool. No, that's, that's amazing. And so are you like, talk to me a little bit about your various ventures, right? So you're doing the podcast, you're doing the, the essential oils company. Like, yeah. What is your primary focus now? Primary the vile files take us up a lot of my time. Uh, I started uh, natural habits with my sister, Maria, who's a holistic nutritionist. And that's been, you know, great and fun. You know, we're a small operation and it's, we've had some nice successes. You know, uh, the pandemic, unfortunately, like I ha- we had to kind of manage our time and, you know, we still have it. It's still great. It, it's it's nice when you have an e-commerce business that kind of almost runs itself. Um, but uh, thankfully, you know, it's one of those good problems to have, you know, like you uh, you have some success in a few spaces and you have to prioritize your time and the vile yeah. files really takes up a lot of my time. And right now we're just kind of focused on growing and, and, and uh, trying different formats not necessarily trying different formats, but it, figuring out ways to expand the show, right? And grow the audience. For example, like I said, I have my audience is primarily women, but mm-hmm. I want to continue to figure out how to grow that male audience. I want to continue yeah. to figure out how to, uh, you know, tap into, you know, I know there's a lot of young men, a lot of men in general uh, who struggle with relationship dynamics and they struggle in their feelings and they don't really have safe places yeah. to go and talk about that. And so how do I how do I figure out how to connect with them? So those are always things I'm working on and that takes up a lot of my time and it's been a lot of fun. Most business owners think that they have to work longer hours and add more complexity to their business in order to achieve seven or eight figures online. Well, after achieving eight figure success and helping others to do the same, I'm here to tell you, it's not about complexity. It's certainly not about algorithms or fancy funnels that don't convert. In fact, there are simple strategies focused on human connection and really showing up, serving, teaching, and making a difference for people that can help you to make big leaps in your business with just one simple strategy. So if you wanna learn the key thing that my clients have used over and over again to produce six and seven figure leaps in their business, to cross the threshold of seven and even eight figures, click the link and come join me for the free workshop I have coming up. It's time to take back your time, enjoy some freedom, and finally step into the empowered and fulfilled CEO that you're meant to be. Click the link and I'll see you inside. So as far as your your growth strategy for the show, like what would you say? Because you have a lot of podcasters that are tuning in and listening to this show today. And obviously, you know, podcasting is one of the most powerful business drivers. If you can lock into a great growth yeah. strategy, you know, with a, a great connect back to, you know, your products and services. 
what have been the top things for you that you feel have made the most powerful impact on the growth of the podcast? Uh, I think uh, consistency is one. I mean, when it comes to podcasts, you know, the barrier entry is so incredibly easy. You know, like you yeah. just walk into a, a Target or a Walmart yeah. or a Best Buy or Amazon, buy yeah. a you know some relatively inexpensive equipment and start talking. Yeah. Um, and the hard, you know, I think like I think the stat is most podcasts don't make it past like episode eight or something like that. It might even be lower now. Because everyone's, you know, gone to a bar with their buddy or their girlfriends yes. at night and and had a conversation over a few drinks and laughed and be like, you know what, this would be a great podcast. And the truth is that episode probably was wonderful. Uh, but when you get to episode three or four, it's kind of like, well, what do we talk about now? Um, and so it's it's having that consistency. You want to be able to talk about something you're truly passionate about. Like it can't just be one interesting conversation. It's got to be what's the core. I knew I enjoyed relationship dynamics. I knew. I was the friend who in a friend group that people would go to and I could give kind of honest advice in a way that like would resonate with people. And I was willing to say that, you know, part of it is being willing to put your voice out there. Um, Consistency, willingness to face some criticism, uh, you know, stay true to what you want. I'm I'm not a shock jock by any means like that. I don't say things to get a reaction, um, but I do. I do try to be honest with my points of view. I try to be mindful of how my words impact other people. So it's all all of that, but consistency is the biggest thing is is just constantly putting out things on a regular basis um and knowing and setting an expectation of what your audience can come to expect to listen to. And other driving factors, I you know, always try to have a relationship with your audience too, you know, try to f- make them feel engaged, you know, whether it's with questions that you ask or topics that you discuss. Um, and things like that, because at the end of the day, like, for example, one of my shows, people call in and, and they will share their stories. They'll come and Nick, I have this dating situation or this family situation. Um, and what I'll always hear is, you know, we want to find stories that relate to everyone. So even if someone doesn't call in the person listening saying, I, I, I had a very similar situation yeah. or I'm going through that right now. And this is really helpful. So it's just trying to find ways to connect with your audience and have conversations. Like I don't want to. I don't, I try to, I don't make a habit of just reading reviews because that can, yeah. you can handcuff you creatively, but it's good to check in with your audience. You know, if you have a chance to like meet someone who listens to your show or, yeah. you know, and, and say, Hey, well, what do you like about the show? What's the thing that, how did you find the show? Uh, what is your favorite thing about it? You know, stuff like that. You can get a lot of good information. So uh, those are the things I try to focus on. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, cr- people crave connection. And, and staying connected to your audience is one of the easiest ways to continually produce content that they're actually excited to consume because it's relevant, it's meaningful, it's timely, they feel a sense of connection to it. So, yeah. I mean, it all makes sense. Um, talk to me about the book. What do people uh, get out of the book? What inspired the book? Like, let's 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 talk about the book a little bit here. Yeah, the book uh, again. It's called "Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday." It's it's kind of an extension of what I'm doing with my show, uh, the, the Vile Files. Again, it's yeah. mostly relationship and dating dynamics. And again, I just kind of started being the guy who would kind of give this kind of snarky but empathetic, kind of very direct advice to you know anyone who listened. And I had this series of Q and A's. I Again, talking about consistency, I started this thing on my social media called Questions with Nick, which is ultimately what started the podcast. It's it's really yeah. been the the catalyst for everything. And people would start, you know, it was that Q and A, like ask me anything. So I was just like, well, 
I want to train my audience to, I, I want to see if they respond to my relationship advice. So I'd only answered relationship questions. And then I kind of trained my audience. Now, now that's all they ask, right? Right, um, right, right. But I had some success and then I just started doing it. And I've been doing it every Sunday for about four years now, give or take maybe Easter. Yeah. Um, and again, that consistency. And so I had all these accumulated and Ultimately, I, I thought, well, maybe there's a coffee table book idea here. But thankfully to my publisher, they encouraged me to write a book. And and again, it's just about relationships and dating. It's really just about, you know, a more of a mindset too, you know, because if you're not someone who struggles with dating or things like that, I, I'm someone in my interpersonal relationship, specifically in my love life that, you know, I wasn't really mindful of things like my ego. I would chase things like validation. I would ask myself the wrong questions when I was disappointed, you know, with, with yeah. the outcomes of any situation. And I have found that, you know, listen, like uh, people can disappoint us. That's that's a reality of life. But we also we can't control what they do, but we can control what we do. And if we can focus on any one given situation and try to reframe our perspective of a situation, if we can reframe how we perceive something, it doesn't mean we won't immediately stop being disappointed. But it means that we might be able to see a situation a little bit differently. We might feel a bit more empowered. We might feel more in control of our decisions. That's ultimately what the book is about, embedded with like some, you know, real world dating, you know, like do's and don'ts and things like that, whether you're out there dating and braving the real world, hooking up, hook up culture, maybe you're trying to get over someone that <laughs> you're, you're struggling with. These are all things I struggle with. These are all things I learned the hard way. And I just kind of yeah. want to put it into a fun kind of, you know, manual yeah. for, for, you know, kind of dating and relationship for dummies. It's meant to be fun. It's not very technical or anything like that. Again, I'm not a therapist. I'm not an expert. I'm just a, someone who's had a lot of experience, uh, many of which wasn't like enjoyable experiences, but I've learned a lot along the way. And I wanted to share that with my audience. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. And it sounds fun just talking about it. So, you know, great work. Um, I want to be cognizant of your time. So, you know, first of all, you know, we have a whole ton of entrepreneurs tuning in, you know, listening into the show today, learning from you. What would be just some of the biggest lessons learned for you that you would want to share with uh, with those that are listening to the show today? I'm sure people probably have heard this before, but, you know, just make sure you're investing in yourself and in your business too, you, you and, and, and play the long game. You know, yeah. uh, I think, especially nowadays and people yeah. I talk to, it, it, you know, that's always been a thing. I think with entrepreneurs, you know, you want to have that immediate success. You want to be validated quickly and know what you're doing, but you really have to have a, a long-term plan and you really have to stay focused and grind it out. I, I learned this in my sales day, shavings make a pile. And I apply that mentality to kind of yeah. everything I do. And you really, you know, just small successes every day. When you have some bumps in the road, try to learn from it, stay consistent. Awesome. You know, again, reinvesting in yourself, whether it's with your time or just your, your, uh, you know, or, or money, both in the yep. business, you know, like you, you really have to try to grow. Um, and to do that, you have to take, make some personal sacrifices. Uh, again, this is nothing new. I'm sure all the entrepreneurs out there, I've heard stuff like this, but I'm just here to reinforce it because it is really, it is really the case. And if you can do that, I think the sky's the limit. Um, because, I think there's a lot of people aren't there out there who aren't willing to do that. You know, there aren't willing to, you know, have small successes every day over a long period of time. Um, a lot of people want to find that immediate win. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, a lot of people sort of podcast and, and then quit because they didn't have that like fortitude to stick with it and just, you know, build a little bit every day and have, have, have their, a small goal of like, 
just get to that next episode, try to yeah. keep keep growing it, you know, try to keep yeah. reaching new people. And over time, I mean, I'm about to record my 500th episode and and yeah. since 2019. And I, I just, I try to, I just try to get to number eight and then I try to get to number nine, you know, and things like that. And so uh, that's what I would say. Yeah, I, I love it. And it's it's funny because no, it's not new, but it is the most essential thing that determines success. I mean, we're at almost episode 900 of this show and you know, it's been such a huge catalyst for the brand. And the thing about podcasting, which is kind of a microcosm of business overall, is that podcasting is not this like spontaneous combustion of you release a show and all of a sudden magical, you know, things happen. Yeah. It's 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 those small drips over time that build this amazing brand and this connection and impact and influence. So I think totally. the things that you're reinforcing are are absolutely huge. They they're seemingly small, but unfortunately. Um, in this culture and in the world of social media, they're just not evident to most people. So really yeah. good advice there. And you don't know when when, when people are going to discover you too. I mean, I have people so every day who who will discover my show. Again, we're almost 500 episodes deep and they'll they'll go back and be like, oh, I just binged all your, you know, yeah. it, things like that. You know, not all of my episodes are, you know, some of them like we'll recap, you know certain shows and they don't like stand the test of time but there's other shows like again our advice section that we if we recorded three years ago yeah. it's still relevant to, to today um and so you know put put good content out there put good work out there and whenever people discover you you know that will be when they get to enjoy you and go back and can, and then that will they'll advocate to their friends for you and things like that so just focus on putting out good work and and don't get discouraged if people don't recognize that good work immediately it will it'll find its way to the right people if it's good it's such great advice absolutely love it nick Fial. uh where can people follow up where can they get in touch where you want them to follow along with the work that you're doing yeah i mean if you're interested in any type of relationship dynamics uh we talk a lot of pop 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 culture stuff uh, so if you're interested in that kind of stuff check out the vile files my podcast don't text tricks happy birthday is available anywhere you get books there's an audio book if you're dile- dyslexic like me you go to vilefiles.com and on my socials is nick vial on uh tiktok and instagram and and twitter awesome absolutely love it huge congrats on all the success and all the success still to come uh, I know you're on a mission and you're making a big impact with your work. Excited to uh, see it all unfold. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks so much, Kelly. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.